can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you're gonna be with me for the last time. Hello and welcome to Too Fast and Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 21, Tune Up Lap 2. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode is brought to you by Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We also believe that life is better together, and we know that everyone is happiest when they're with family, whether that's family by relation or by choice. Traditional, blended, or extended. Neighbors, coworkers, or teams, friends, or groups, or just the gang. We love everyone like family. Olive Garden. You know, I want to give a shout out to one of our family members, Walt Hickey, in his newsletter recently. He had a thing about Olive Garden. Apparently, Olive Garden is really? like way down let me see if i can find it real quick way down on millennials are killing promotions it. no like they have not like normally they had so many promotions that they ran that like brought people into their store and everything like that so they're doing like less promotions than normal numlock news so if you want to go to numlock.news uh, you can subscribe to his daily newsletter for free or pay five dollars a month get his really in-depth sunday interviews and also kick walt a couple bucks he was on our fast five episode olive garden is becoming a veritable economic indicator just like how waffle house closures Help the National Hurricane Center figure out the impact of major storms. Did you hear about that? Did you know about that? Did we talk about that? No. So Waffle House in places like Florida apparently never closed. Like, th- like no matter what happens, they are yeah. always open. So, like, when the National Weather Service or the National Hurricane Center finds that a Waffle House is closing, they're like, okay, so the locals think this is serious. Like they obviously have their all, you know, their machines, their, their biometrics, all that sort of stuff, right? And they yeah. all know... But they, they've used, and it, it's pretty accurate, when a Waffle House closes, that town is in serious trouble. So the, the National Hurricane Center uses Waffle House closures to gauge where to send, like, like you know, disaster relief, essentially. So that's... Well, that's interesting. Last time there was a hurricane, I remember them mentioning, like, this Waffle House was closed, but I didn't know the correlation. Yep. When we were in Japan, we would always, like, look outside to see if the Japanese women were hanging their clothes. Like, they don't really have clothes dryers. But, like, we would look outside because we would be like, oh, we would check the weather. And we're like, nobody's hanging clothes out today, but, like, it doesn't say it's going to rain. And then we put our clothes out and it would just, like, pour. Yep. Usually the general the general people from that area kind of have a good gauge of what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Walt says foot traffic was down 0.8% at the Olive Garden, the direct result of the company rolling back its myriad price promotions. This quarter, the chain ran only two promotions, a buy one, get one free deal, and a pasta pass, which is like movie pass, but instead of seeing crappy films they otherwise wouldn't see, the 1,000 pass holders instead got to eat butter, salt, and carbs they otherwise would be spared. In the absence of promotions, despite dip in foot traffic, sales were up 3.5%. So basically, Olive Garden, instead of doing like unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, or whatever their promotion is, they're just doing this pasta pass, and that's what they're getting uh, boots on the ground. I did not know about that. No, they like sell like you know a hundred for a hundred bucks and then like thousand for two hundred bucks, and you get like a spaghetti dinner like every single day or like once a week for the whole year. God, that's so much pasta. I mean, like it's you know Olive Garden is fine. We live. We both live in an area where there's like incredible Italian food. Rachel, like I can go. I have a Rachel. Three minutes. Well, that's true. I can go three minutes in literally any direction and hit a pizza place. You know what I mean? Like, and they're yeah. all good so olive garden has its merits just maybe not in the did the breadsticks the american fire, northeast dude. they I are they are so we're here on the relap recap the tune-up lap two we finished our building a family assembling the crew lap 10 episodes this lap joe we had eight movies and two bonus episodes i didn't know we had two bonus episodes that's crazy we had the i am paul walker episode between the first and second one we had the mailbag number one yeah between that makes sense. seven and eight. okay yeah, so like one and a half, kind of. One and a half. Yeah. We had, just as a, a, a refresher for you. So actually, yeah. if, you have not, if you did not hear our first tune-up, maybe you've joined the podcast late, haven't caught up, welcome in that case. Yeah, welcome. These are just a little bit of a, we're, we're changing gears, we're shifting gears a little bit in between laughs, reflecting back on what we just finished, uh, looking ahead to the next lap, kind of ranking the movies in a different way. Just, you know, checking in, there's a lot, we're doing all the intro stuff, you know, we're going to check the mailbag, going to do all the sorts of different stuff on the streets, all that kind of fun stuff, but, but just take a not breather. talking about a movie today. We are just taking a quick breather. Pump this is also January 1st, so Happy New Year to you. Oh, yeah, Happy New Year. In two weeks, on January 15th, we'll be back with resident historian Mike Manzi, a.k.a. Mikester, to join us for the entirety of Lap 3, although there will be at least one, I think maybe just one, but at least one special guest on lap three so yes stay tuned for that special guest. but just to reflect back joe on this episode on this lap 
Fast and Furious number one, we had Tobin Island on from the Contenders podcast on the yes. first episode. Then we did I Am Paul Walker, just you and me, solo bolo style. Too Fast, Too Furious, we had Brian Rodriguez of the yeah. High School Slumber Party podcast. Oh, shit, it's Brian. Shit, it's Brian. Yeah. Uh, we that. had on the Tokyo Drift episode, a uh, Chris podcast from the Now and Again show. We were going to have Nico on. Nico has since gone on to create two new podcasts since we did that. X is for podcasts about the X-Men comics. And now HTML Husband's talking more or less about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we'll have Nico on a future episode. That was just Chris' podcast on that one. Yeah. Number four, this feels like forever ago. I mean, I, I know that we went from monthly to every two weeks, but Liam and Ellie of the Nerd on Nerd podcast are oh, going to talk about yeah. Fast and Furious. Does that feel like we did that forever ago? It kind of does, yeah. Like, for some reason, talking to Chris feels more recent than that. I don't, I don't know. You well, know. we just saw him. We just saw him a couple days ago. That's so. true. Next up, we had Fast Five with the aforementioned Walt Hickey of Numlock News, formerly of 538. Then we had Fast and Furious 6 with Jordan Pullman Clark of the Wistful Thinking podcast doing that circus on the world's longest runway. We did a lot of circus, yeah. Furious 7, Austin Wolf Southern of the Cinema Stories show on YouTube. He actually just had his 100th video review on Instagram, so oh, he nice. was celebrating that with his cats, so that's cool. Then you and I did the Mailbag number 1 episode. We closed out lap 2 with The Fate of the Furious with Kim Basine of Bloomberg and the Stats of the Furious which was a very cool, fun thing to do. Yeah. So that was a, a look back. So now, Joe, before we get into the uh, the meat, the bones of this episode, because you know what we also have to do today. Yeah. You don't have to answer our either ors. Oh, I didn't know about that. Do, are we? Are we gonna do a? Are we gonna do an on the streets? We are. Do you want to do the rankings first? You to do on the streets. That's what we're trying to figure out. Like, you want to kick things off with rankings, then do the rest of it on sort of on our own. I would say let's do like updates and then do okay. rankings and then do like mailbag and normal stuff down the line okay so the first up is extracurricular activities extracurricular this is what we've activities. been up to yes. since last time we recorded since we last recorded i had my birthday you and rachel made the longest commute down to top golf down here in new jersey and wasn't that bad golfed and drank and chris podcast the aforementioned chris podcast bought me a bucket of coronas uh, to celebrate family, family, so shout out him. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. I had a whole, like, consider, compared to last year, where you went three miles in 45 minutes and yes. turned around because that's fucked, I had a lot of people show up. I was, my, my heart was warmed by the, the love that I saw. We had a, a great turnout, a lot of fun, golfed for about two and a half hours, uh, a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody who was there, including a handful of people who were on this show or will be on the show again, including Chris Podcast, Brian Rodriguez. There's a lot of them, yeah. Much love. It was fun. I agree. I don't know what I've been up to, not much, mm-hmm. but like as an update, because I, I didn't tell you about what happened today. You know, we did Christmas stuff. Christmas just happened. I had two friends come over yesterday for Christmas dinner, so they were just like hanging out. We were drinking beers all day, whatever. But I realized yesterday that I had like a physical therapy appointment for my foot at 8.30 this morning, and I was like, that was probably a stupid idea to like schedule that, but like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like we wake up this morning, I go there, and it was canceled. So, like, huh. I, like, woke up early to go there and then cancel it, and then I just went to go deal with uh, nailing a tire on one of the cars that we have, and that was a pain in the ass, and then put the tire back on. But we got it plugged, so that You was know, good. considering I work from home and don't commute and don't drive a ton, like, drive, I guess, is sort of an average amount yeah. otherwise, I get so many nails on my goddamn tires, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, I just, it's bad luck, I think. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not driving in, like high-risk nail areas. Yeah, you're just... not like a construction worker or something, no. you know? What I've learned by now is that if you if you think something's wrong, something's probably wrong, go get it checked <laughs> out sooner rather than later before the tire, like, really deteriorates and gets gets. Funky, well, the thing so. was, we got, we got the flat tire on, like, Saturday, and then it was, like, Christmas weekend. So, mm. like, nothing was open until today, which is, like, right. Wednesday. So it really sucked. It was just, like, you know, mis- like, nobody's open on Sunday, and then, like, Monday was New Year's or Christmas Eve, and Tuesday was Christmas, and it's just like fucked toll. But now everything's good, all good on the t- on the tire front. All good on the tire front. It's and that's car related. Say. That's appropriate for this podcast. It is, yeah. That's what you do anything else to. of note since the last time we recorded? Oh, I bought flights to Italy for March. Do you want to let the people know how much the flights were supposed to cost and what you actually paid for them? I like to game airline miles, so I got two flights that cost if you would pay for them was like. Eighteen thousand dollars, which I can't imagine anybody would actually pay. But 
like people business do. people. Yeah, yeah. business people. You're, yeah, you you deal I mean, with this my boss, pretty closely. My boss, yeah, my boss would, but he doesn't pay for it. He, you know, he gets exactly. It. He gets like some business for it, pays for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why it's business class. And then, yeah, um, yeah but I paid like 192 bucks and a bunch of miles for them. So I'm Which really excited. Yeah, so I'll get some live flat seats. Get to go eat some pasta, do some family type stuff. The, we had a holiday party. Uh, Kyle Reinfried of the Foodie Films podcast. He's not been on here yet. I don't know if he likes these movies or not, uh, but he was there. Uh, Brian Rodriguez, we mentioned before, was there. A bunch of people. A lot of delicious foods. Like this was the place. This was a party where I was just like, I'm going to eat a little bit before. So here, here was my plan. I was going to have a, a salad before I went because I'm like, there's probably going to be a bunch of food. The lettuce that I had bought went bad because I just didn't eat it quickly enough. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to make pasta. And then like the pasta filled me up so much that by the time I got there, I was like, fuck, like I shouldn't have eaten anything because there's like so much like, like yeah. cheeses and meats and just like all like delicious. Like it was all not like That's awesome meal meal stuff, but all sort of like the most delicious like crudite and like appetizer stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, God, like I, I screwed it up, but it was still delicious. <laughs> That's where I told you that the people showed up. He had friends show up from Vermont for like, they were there for maybe 45 minutes. I think they were in New Jersey for another reason, but uh, they were there for like a, they were there for like a minute and they brought freshly canned sip of sunshine, which is Lawson's a delicious finest. beer. Lawson's finest. I'm a big fan. I've actually met Sean Lawson before. Very cool. Did I, did I ever tell you about the time? I might have, but with, down in Austin and actually Wes might know, Wes probably knows about this, not the story, but the the company. But there is in Austin. I think I've probably told you about this. I don't know. Okay. I don't think on air. Uh, there's Amy's ice cream. And Amy's ice cream. Yes, is you told me about delicious. Her. And Amy's ice cream is popular enough, and Amy has enough money that, from what I've heard, uh, when a new strip mall goes up, Amy will basically buy the strip mall and then rent out stores at like a r- increased rate because Amy's itself, the store, is such a draw that people know that their store just being near Amy's will get increased foot traffic. Like, yeah, like somebody like somebody has an ice cream shop, so you're like, oh, all these people are going to come to the ice cream shop, so you're like, oh, just put like a Hallmark next to it or something. Exactly. I don't know if Amy is married to Phil, but there's a lot of Amy's connected to Phil's, and Phil's is this Phil's Ice House, which has delicious burgers. It has one of the best, if not the best, chicken cool. sandwich I've ever had. Oh, okay. Really, really good. Great sweet potato fries, great regular fries. I was at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin a couple years back when I was living down there. They had like, you could get like a festival badge, which was like 300 bucks, which you could see like, two, I want to say like two or three of like the six headliners for like the, the stretch of yeah. the, uh, stretch of like four nights. Yeah. Or if you spent like $500, you could see every headliner. Uh, you had, and you had also got to sit in the front, like first, like 10 or 15 rows of every show. So I was like for 200 bucks, that's fine. It also gave you like eight drink tickets, like exclusive access Definitely to the VIP lounge. Yeah. Makes so much sense. Hung out. It was well worth it. I'm getting old enough to where like these things, like, yeah. The, the value, it's like, I would rather spend money to have a really good experience at one thing yep. than to go to four different things and have, like, a general admission experience. Exactly. The opening night, we were seeing uh, Ron White, uh, who I'm not super crazy about, but he was sort of, like, hosting, I guess, the event for the, like, I don't know, he was, like, the headline, the main, first headliner or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, Tater you know Salad. Ron White? Yeah, yeah, Tater Salad. I turned to my left, and there was a woman sitting there, because I was there alone. I actually met, I made a couple friends there, and I sort of spent the rest of the festival with them. Uh, they were both cool. They both flown in for this, and that was awesome. But before I met them, I was just there by myself, and I looked to my left, and there was this woman who was there with her husband or boyfriend or whoever, and he had just gone to get drinks. I just saw in her name badge, it said Amy something of Amy's ice cream. I was like, excuse me, like, are you Amy? Amy? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I was like, I, I'm like, sure you get this all the time, but like, your ice cream is incredible and she's like oh thank you so much like we chatted a little bit and i don't think he was phil but he was with her and he was whatever but like i met the titular amy of amy's ice cream and i was like starstruck by the celebrity stature of this woman but she was super nice her ice cream was incredible this is the only place i really do this but when i go there i just tell them because it's kind of cold stony where like they have like the, the frozen yeah. table and they mix okay. up and i'm just like just make me something because like they have so many weird flavors because it's austin and you know, keep things yeah. weird. I feel like if I ordered myself, I would just go with, like, what I like. I can't and do I... it. I, I, I freeze. Like, uh, pun intended. Yeah. No, I freeze. Like, when I see, like, a menu that's too deep, I just, like, I have to consume the whole menu. So it takes me, like, 15 minutes. Yep. And then I have to, like, pick out what I want. And then I have to pick out what Rachel wants. Like, I mean, like, yeah. not pick out what she wants, but, like, let her decide what she wants. And then I'm like, oh, well, that affects what I want because, like, we're no, we're both not going to get, like, chocolate peanut butter or whatever, right? Because, right. like, they always have, like, two that are, like, relatable. And you're yep. like, well, if you want that one, then I'm going to get something completely different. So we get, mm-hmm. like, two different – yeah, I understand your pain. My when brother. I worked at an ice cream store, I actually sort of expanded my ice cream palette. Like, I found, like, raspberry was delicious, butter pecan yeah. was delicious, like, the coffee ice creams are delicious. So, like, I, I like most ice creams. But when I go there, it's still, like – because they have, like, all these, like, infused flavors and everything. I'm just like, 
I'm gonna let you make make me whatever you think I would like. And they're like, do you have any dietary restrictions? I'm like, nope, just go for it. And I tip them very well, and it's always delicious. Yep. Uh, but that's the only place I really do it, because Amy's like, I just, I don't even know what's on their menu. I just walk in there, and I'm just like, it's too much. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I would be happy with just about anything, but I just want them to, like, do it. But I also have felt bad, but they, they never respond this way, but I feel like Oh, now I'm putting the pressure on them. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, is as long as you're not an asshole that says like I don't like this when you get it. Yeah, they don't care. You right. Know, I, I, that's what I, that's always, what I thought. And I f- always phrase it as like, what would you eat right now if you were making something for yourself? Not give me anything. When I go to like a bar, I'm like, what would you want to drink right now yep. on this menu? And the guy's like, oh, well, this is what I would definitely drink. And I'm like, cool. You know, so like it's a, it's a little bit of relief of pressure, you know. Yeah, because like, I, I, I think I thought back to like you know when I was an ice cream person, nobody ever asked me to do that, like you know. But I guess I would probably pick bad. some of my favorites and mix not... them together or whatever. But it's also like it feels like you might you might again to use your phrase freeze up on them, you know, because it's just like oh I don't. But like they just you know mix things together and just you know go with, with pop, go with what's popular and always a delight. So go to, go check out Amy's or Phil's in Austin because they are both great. Shout out Wes. Considering that Wes' wife is in the dessert business, I'm sure they have scouted the competition. And Amy's is like a powerhouse, but Amy's is great. So no so no real secret if you're in Austin. But that was that. Any other extracurricular activities that we uh, in the last couple of weeks since we recorded on December 13th, I think, with Kim? No, no, not too much. Yeah. That's about it. I'll have some New Year's ones after after New Year's. Sure. Absolutely. All right. So the next up, we have the Patreon and the mailbag. So we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash too fast to forever. If you go there. Uh, you can get some sweet merch. You can kick us a couple bucks. Vote on, you know, what's coming next. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Shout out yeah. again to Cassie Wilson, our patron over there, holding down the fort. Shout out, Cassie. Thank you for your support of Too Fast, Too Forever. We do have a mailbag. Email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. We've got two emails today, Joe. Okay. First, she just wished us the Merry Christmas on Facebook yesterday. Jenny McMullen. Oh, thank chiming you, Chiming in too fast, too fast, too forever for the first time in a little bit. She says, no knees, subject line. Okay. Hi, guys. Haven't finished listening to the episode with only 49 minutes to go. Got to this part. And this <laughs> is, I, I feel like of all of our absolute lack of a guess between you and me and Austin, what it could mean, I think this is probably, honestly, the best solution. Oh, she's of, a guess? Okay, cool. She does. I want to hear it. I'm thinking maybe she's called that because she won't get on her knees and won't do that, making her less desirable than a girl who would later, oh, Jenny. Like a prudy Denise. Right, like she, yes. And so it's it's worthy, I guess, of shit talk that, like... Tyrese couldn't get yes. a, a promiscuous girl to go. He had to go with, like, a prudy girl. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, it, pro- it makes more sense the reverse way than it did the way that we were thinking. Yes. Yeah. The best guess before that was your, like, yeah, she just, like, doesn't lock her knees when she goes, does it? Just, okay, sure, maybe. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Like, everybody else was getting, girls are going down on them in high school, but no knees, Denise would not do that or whatever, so. That makes sense, yeah. Maybe. Thank you, Jenny. Good point. I like it. Shout out, Jenny. I think Jenny also wrote into at least one of the other two shows. Oh, that's also, if you listen to Magic Mike's or Boyfriend Material, our Channing Tatum and Ryan Gosling podcasts, uh, this month, January, we're going to have new episodes of both, although oh, we are going true, yeah. to mix it up a bit the the previously scheduled episodes are getting bumped to april because we are covering smallfoot for channing and first man for gosling so both of yep. those we will be covering in the next three weeks on january 11th and january 21st channing tatum magic mics and ryan gosling boyfriend material jenny wrote into at least one if not both of those shows so we will be hearing from jenny again before too long so cool Hopefully. thank you shout out jenny okay second and final email today from Wes. congrats on a successful lap to what up fam Hi, Wes. Thank you for writing in. I'm glad you're part of the fam. I'm hoping to get this in before you record your recap, but with the holidays, who knows? Well, Wes, you did it uh, plenty of time. This was sent a couple days ago, so we are all good. It was so awesome having a guest host who worked on the Stats of the Furious. Shout out Kim again from... I think so, too. Dude, I was really amped about it. I was trying not to fangirl too hard, but I was like really excited to talk to him. I'm a fan of dumb stats like this, so when the article came out, I really loved going through all of it. I can't imagine getting paid to watch these movies and track all that stuff, which is basically what we were saying the entire time, just like, you got paid to do what we yes. would do for free. So. Can I take a little side note, by the way? I just sure. remembered it, and I want to say it. I'm not a big Instagram user. It's just, like, not a social media that, like, I spend a lot of time on. I'll check it every once in a while. But 
Rachel the other day. She she loves Instagram. And the other day she showed me what Wes had just made. Did you see what he made? Oh yes, I did, and I commented on it too. I forgot that I did. Yes. Maybe maybe she saw it from you then, but like, you know, I'm usually not on um not on Instagram that much, but she showed me it and top tier Wes. I'm very, very proud of this. I would what did we call it? Cross hatching? Cross stitch. The home sweet home pattern is a classic cross stitch staple and somehow I haven't done one yet. So I decided to change that. I've been trying to come up with a good Fast and Furious pattern to make for a while, and this one just sort of hit me. I designed awesome. all of it except for the pattern Home Sweet Home text, which you took from an online pattern. It's and really, in case really you're cool. not intimately familiar with the Fast and Furious movies like I am, which, you know, we are, but we're not the, the, the masses who are reading this, the house is Dom's L.A. home, complete with his 1970 Charger in the driveway and Brian's 1994 Supra from the first movie parked out front. The cross at the bottom is Dom's cross pendant. I know, he had the sisterhood of the traveling necklace too. I was really happy. (laughs) And chain that has been a staple in almost all of the movies. It's a 5x7 pattern on 14 count fabric, 18 colors, including three metallic threads, about 19 and a half hours, not including pattern design time. Now, I don't know... Or a short time. Is that what you were going to say, too? No, I was going to say, like, I don't know if you can listen to things while you do that. That's basically one lap's worth of podcasts. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot. Right? I'm, so. I'm sure that you can. I think that you could definitely, like, listen and do it. I'm sure that you could, like, watch TV and do it, too. Because it's something that you have to focus on, but as long as you're not trying to, like... I don't think I could focus on something that I want to listen to or want to watch, but if it's something that I was already seen before, or, like, music or whatever... I could definitely do that. Yeah. So last time I emailed, I mentioned I'd rewatched Fate of the Furious. This is only partly true. I watched most of it, but had to stop and knew I wouldn't have time to finish it before sending in my email. Last week, I did sit down and finish watching it, and I still think it has its moments. I did feel the hashtag justice for Han thing a little bit more, because for some reason, I didn't remember Shaw hanging out at the barbecue at the end, which, yeah, yes. things are a little bit cozy. But I mean, he saved he, the like, baby, delivers also, the baby. Yeah. yeah. They could have had a contentious relationship built out of necessity, and Shaw could have at least apologized for the misunderstanding that led to Han's death, but they just kind of sweep it under the rug, which is not cool. But there were a few moments that tugged on his heartstrings, like when everyone surrounds Dom and saves him from the explosion, which led to our latest and final. I think now that we've finished this second lap, I don't think we should add any more questions. We already have so many questions, Um, unless one really strikes us. But I feel like the last question we added, would you rather be saved by, you know, from... Uh, freezing water or a fiery explosion commemorates this, you know, very special family moment here. In yeah, Furious. I think so too. I'm glad you like that question. I at least come up with them sometimes. Like, like it just has to happen organically. Like, I can't like plot them, but yeah. Oh no, that was mine. Yours was about the distraction song. Oh, okay. Then yeah, sorry. Then I'm sorry, I took credit for <laughs> yours too. But sure. Oh, also by the way, this maybe should have gone in extracurricular extracurricular activities. But you pointed out, you put on our Facebook page. I think I put it on Twitter, too, at Cage Club Pod. Yesterday on Christmas, USA oh Network God. showed one through five, the Fast Five-a-thon, first five I, They should have gone all in. Like, I don't know why they stopped, but that's an awesome Christmas morning thing to do. Like I, I just, just wonder, they, mu- they must not have... I, get, I, I bet they have rights to six. I, if they didn't have rights to seven yet, seven might be close. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea either. But anyways, you could have wa- watched all of them. If you're following us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash too fast too forever what time did they start like 8 a.m yeah they must have because two was on at like 10 like i woke up late by the time i did everything here and got to my parents house i put it on after we had breakfast over there and tokyo drift was just starting but we watched on mute uh while listening to christmas music and while unwrapping presents and stuff like that we watched tokyo drift fast and furious and fast five so that's awesome you know, my mom, I don't think has ever seen a minute of those until just this, but I was like, hey, look, do you know who that is? And she was like, oh, it's Wonder Woman. So I put Gal Gadot in these movies, and my dad, I think, had seen all of them, like, once or twice, maybe, and so, like, he kind of knew roughly when, when things happened, so he was asking me questions about it, but happy to share the family moment with the family. Okay. Watching it while doing something else is probably the way to go. Let's talk about Fate of the Furious again. Watching it while doing something else is probably the way to go. Yeah. That way you get the good moments without inter- investing too much in the story. To that point, now that they've started the Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw spin-off series, I think it might be to their benefit to keep Shaw out of future installments, which I, w- I want more movies with Jason Statham, but I can also kind of see where Wes is coming from here. Th- that's a good That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it could, like, stop the contention of, like, them having to, like, compete for screen time, even, just, like, from that perspective. Because we were talking about this, we added too many people at this, like, we're adding too many people, like, we need to take some people away at this point. So speaking of contention on screen, this is a hot take here, I want to hear, you can't think about this. Okay. Actually, I was even thinking it might be good to keep Hobbs' involvement pretty limited, too. 
I know he's a huge box office draw, but splitting the lead between him and Dom and Fate didn't do them any favors. It, it might be nice to get back to some of the basics of the family in the next ones. I just feel Wes's point is right in that he's too much of a box office draw that they're not going to have him not in the movie, I think. Yes. I also, again, just like Jason Statham, want to have as many of him in there as possible. I think that we're, we're close enough that if they do end at 10 and then, you know, spin it off to, like, you know, origin stories or side stories or, yeah. like, you know, like we heard about on the, or read about in that one tweet, like that, please give us, like, a trilogy for Han and Giselle between, yeah. you know, five and six or four and six or whatever. I think that we're too close to the end to remove Hobbs. Like, I think if we keep getting yeah, bigger... Yeah, I think he's too essential. I agree yes. with you. I think it'd be very difficult to, like, cut him out. Like, because they can't, like, write him out like they did Mia in this one. And in, in, in eight, sorry. Right. You know what I mean? No, they yeah, can't yeah, just yeah. be like, call Hobbs, and then be like, oh, he said hi, and then just, like, stop. Yeah. Like, he's too essential to the story, so... I really do like Wes's idea, though, because I, I do feel like... I've been saying it. I think we need to kill off some people. So, like... Well, that's the thing. Trim, so, so, you trim know, the fat. Compare this to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Where, like... Did you see Infinity War yet or no? Yes, I did. I, I'm so, all caught up. I finally, spoilers, like, watched them all. Spoilers for Infinity War, but, like, at the end of Infinity War, basically everyone but the main Avengers, quote-unquote, die, right? And so yes. the next one is going to be where they have to go bring everybody back and kill Thanos and all that sort of stuff, and that's going to be that. But, like, for, for years now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think this is also something that I've talked about on this podcast. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, just like this franchise, has gotten so big that I feel like the actors all have clauses in their contracts, like, you can't kill me. Yeah, we've talked about this. I yeah. want to say in Civil War, maybe, uh, the Don Cheadle character, Rhodey, you know, Iron Man's best friend. Yeah. War Machine, where he gets, like, rocketed out of the sky and, like, falls and, like, you know, gets paralyzed or almost paralyzed or whatever. Like, he should have died. Like, there needs yeah. to be more stakes, because, like, the movies have become so big that, like, characters are not going to die. I feel like... Just like people are assuming an Avengers 4 Endgame, I think they're calling it, right? The one yes. that comes out in April. Yeah. Just like maybe if, if Fast 10 Your Seatbelts is the final one in the main franchise, I can see them being like, okay, we're going to have actual characters die because, like, this is the end. You know, like, this is the, where the stakes matter. Like, deaths can mean something. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there, like, there should be a death within, like, the first 10 minutes. Like, somebody big, too. Well, just like how Loki died. Like, like Loki is dead, dead in Avengers. Yeah. So, I would love to see these characters stick around, but I also feel like we've invested so much time into them that if one were to die, it would have real significance to the story. But unlike the Marvel thing that you're saying, though, is that we're just starting the spin-off thing, where in Marvel, although all the characters were kind of, like, alive, they weren't all together in most of the movies. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's so now that we're starting to have spin-offs, I don't think that we'll mind as much that, like, Hobbs is with Dom, with this being the last installment. Because you know in, like, the Hobbs and Shaw movie, like, you're not gonna have Dom and the family. So, like, when they bring the family back, you're gonna be like, oh, cool, everybody's back again, kind of like they do with Avengers, right? Right. Like, they yes. set you up with, like, mm -hmm. one of movie of each, maybe, like, you know, another character's in there for, like, a minute or two, it doesn't really matter. But then, like, you're like, oh, cool, like, this is the main event, you know? Right. That would be cool. I think it just, it was built in a different way, but I would I would have loved to see, like, you know, every four or five or six years have like a main Fast and Furious but like in between there's origin stories and spin-offs and we have the Han and exactly. Giselle stuff and whatever but who knows who knows what the future will hold we, we'll don't, we don't write these movies just keep watching so. and wait and see we'll just keep watching and talking about them Wes goes on speaking of family my wife's family is visiting for Christmas and she wants to do a family movie night make them all watch a Fast and Furious movie with us we showed her sister oh. most of them a few years ago and she loved them but it might be a harder sell with the rest of her family We've been debating which one to watch. She wants to do Furious 7, but I think Fast 5 is a better standalone movie for people who aren't interested in the rest of the films. I'm pretty sure she just wants to do Furious 7 because she wants to make me cry in front of her parents, which is super <laughs> funny uh, and a little bit mean. I think it's interesting that, you know, Wes, I think was it last episode or two episodes ago, had us do our trilogy. Remember, like, see how we yeah. do three? What, what three, Pete, you would do. Yeah. I think you have to go five. I think if you're showing to a wide audience, like, that's where I came in, that's where Jordan came in. I think it's just, it's it's enough of, like, a continuation, but also kind of a reboot, and it's also just the first, like, truly, it stands on its own action movie. Yeah. And if anybody had seen some of the other ones, you'd be like, oh, cool. And if anybody hasn't seen any of them, you're just like, oh, it's the guy from the third one, so whatever, whatever. Yeah. It, like, you don't need it to know any of this stuff, but yeah. And I think it's like the first one's also a good place to start, but also the first one doesn't, it didn't age well. Um, I think it's also no. the most niche for like, especially for like a widespread demographic. I don't think it's going to work well. I think like Furious 7 is pretty good, but I feel like 
the end won't hit people as much. Like, I feel like the like Seven, I think, works within the scope of the series better than it does as a standalone movie. Five, I, I think, works maybe almost better as a standalone movie than it does within the series, but still, bottom line, there's no wrong choices, but I would agree with This West, is really funny you said this, five. because yesterday we watched Fast and the Furious on USA, right? Yep. And my buddy was like, I stopped after four, and we were like, well, I was like, five, you know, headcanon is essentially Italian job too. Yep. And he's like, really? And I'm like, that's what we think. We don't know the <laughs> truth, but that's what we think. Yeah. And he's watching it, and he gets to the point where it's like, what What does he say? Like, they were doing something, and he's like, this is fucking Italian job too. And I was like, I know. It's exactly yeah. like it. And then Zach said he thought it was like Ocean's Eleven. And I'm like, kind of the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very similar. You mentioned something in the last episode about possibly doing a Fast and Furious minute-by-minute podcast if you get bored of watching them in a normal way. Funny enough, a few years ago, I thought about how fun it would be to start a podcast with exactly that premise. Oh that my god, of, really? Yeah, well, we that's didn't kind know. of what got me searching for other Fast and Furious podcasts in the first place. Right now, they don't have the time to do it, but I think it would be an interesting podcast, which I think we've talked about. I'm going to say, after lap five, after yeah. we do the ride-along with Mike, four, which is still TBD, which is just probably going to be, again, building the family again more, and then five is going to be uh, driving school, or driving yeah. lessons with Kara the whole time, because she's never seen any of them. I think s- instead of six, or maybe we could call it lap six or whatever, we do at least the first movie and just do like it would be like 100 episodes that would be like about 15 minutes each we have to figure out the release structure but I think that would be a good time so that's also coincides time wise with basically oh so instead about... of doing you're saying instead of doing a whole lap in quotation marks we do that because if we did all 8 or 9 or however many movies are out by that point minute by minute like we would that would be thousands of episodes no I know that's what I'm saying so like we just do like first movie minute by minute as a lap Yes. A loose lap in quotation marks, right? What I've not listened to yet, and I will by the time we do this, is like I've not listened to the Star Wars minute. There's also a Clueless minute, because when we did Clueless for Cinemakers, uh, we were just Googling or you know searching around on iTunes, and somebody did the Clueless minute by minute. And okay. I think the way they do it generally is they'll spend about 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, whatever it is, talking about the first minute, the second minute, the third minute, or whatever, and they release them every weekday. One a week isn't satisfying, or whatever no. two weeks isn't satisfying. So no. it's still roughly, in terms of what we record, maybe a little bit more to do 10 episodes, but we'll figure it out. But I think I want to sort of figure out how they do it, how they also introduce other stuff, like if they're asking people or whatever. So I want to figure that out. But I'm thinking after lap five, which will also coincide with roughly uh, New Year's next year, heading into 2020. Oh, cool. That would we could, we could do the first one, see how it goes. Plus, you know, as I said to you offline, I think it's going to be great for me to write down, like, have, like, a transcript of every movie so we can just, like, control F and just find, like, quotes or find actions or whatever. Yeah. Like, we already know more about these than most people, but I also know that there's still a lot of people out there who know more than I do and more than you do or whatever. And if we break it down minute by minute, we're going to get to the point where we're like, we know exactly what happens yep. at every time and every one. Yeah. Yep. I think, so Wes, hang tight. Um, Wes, we could also, I mean, this is also the kind of thing where, like, if we have a hundred episodes, I think generally what they do is they'll record, like, five with a guest. So they'll be like, here's the five one-minute clips, here, watch these or whatever, and I could figure out how way to rip it and, like, split them up or whatever. We could do, like, five with a guest, and if we have basically 20 guests, that's a good time to also bring in some listeners, bring in Wes, bring in Joe 3, you know, bring in anybody, yep. you know, if, if whoever wants to do it, you know, we could we could figure that out as we get there, bring in Adam Taylor, you know, bring in uh, Doubt and Tom wants to come back, you know, if he if his schoolwork comes up, whatever. Yeah. You've got the ability to reach out in all new directions. So I think, tentatively, quote-unquote, lap six, minute by minute, The Fast and the Furious, which doesn't one. I'm down. I'm in. Wes says, lastly, you talked a lot about trying to track Dom's necklace through the films. I sat down and was able to track for the most part. There were there a few gaps I couldn't reconcile. So I okay. found an article that gave a breakdown, movie by movie, of where the necklace traveled. Here's well, the if you want to read it, but maybe you could yeah. send, just map it yourself during the next lap, question mark. So it's on Yahoo.com. I've not clicked on it yet. I'm not going to, because I do want to sort of track it and see if we, like, I think if you and I both track it, we could sort of see, like, compare notes and see if we have it right. You know what I mean? Like, if okay. we both watch it the same way, that'll be definitively... Yeah, I'm down. That works. So the other thing, there's two other things in the email. I want to get your your sense on these. He sends his rankings, which we're going to do here, and he also sends a car picture. So do you want to do either of those now or save them for later, or what do you want to do? We'll do his rankings after our rankings. Okay. Car and picture? Yeah, I'm down to play. Okay. Um, so he sends three pictures... He said this is just one he uh, saw while rewatching 
Uh, so it's in one of the movies, okay? So okay. He, he, he saw it in one of the movies, did a little research into it. The first two are a normal model, and the third one is the one that the, is, is in these movies, okay? Okay. Okay, it's a British car. Okay. British model, 1971. Okay. Oh, he says, he says British in the email. Thank you, Wes. I didn't read that far down. British. Uh, it's in Fast and Furious 6, okay? Originally manufactured as a luxury car, produced from 66 to 76. I'm going to guess a Jaguar. It is not... It is not a Jaguar. No. Um, an MG. What is what is that? Is that a, is that a, is that a company? Yeah, it's called MG. No. An Austin Martin. No. A British car that's not an Austin Martin. So here's here's a hint. I Good. did not know this uh, company. You just didn't know it. I've never heard of it before, and I I play enough racing games that I feel like I should have seen. It. I probably have seen it. I just it it's not in my brain. Wow. Um, I don't know. Keep going. All right. So it is gray. Does that help? Or black? Yeah, that helps. Depending on the picture. It's a two-door car, kind of like a Charger in front. It's kind of like a hatchback Charger in a way. And that might be a terrible description, but I also think it's not a terrible description. Okay. Two headlights on both sides in the front, so there's four total. doesn't look like there's any fog lights, at least not visible. Uh, mini? Is it some kind of Mini? Mm-mm. Another British car. It, the, the grill is sort of understated. It's not really crazy. There's a little. There's sort of like a dual hood scoop. Like there's two, in this version, there's two racing stripes down the middle, and there's a hood scoop on either side of it, sort of like a third of the hood. Okay. Let's see here. What else? A dual exhaust on both sides in the back. Dual chrome bumper in the back, going from left to right. I'm trying to remember from like from Top Gear, like what other? Is the company still exist? Do they still make cars? That's a very good question. Let me see here. No. Okay, hang on. It was a British manufacturer of sports cars and commercial vehicles, founded by Brothers. Okay. Debuted, I think, in 34, ceased trading in 76. Uh, trading resumed in 98 until it was dissolved in 2011. So it was basically, if it was founded in 1922. I guess it started making cars or started being publicly traded or whatever in 34. Went to 76 and came back for about 15 years around the turn of the millennium. I have no idea. You want to know the company? I guess, I I, I I feel like if I tell you the company, you'll be able to guess the car right away. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't Do you know think. Jensen Motors? No. It's a Jensen Interceptor. That's weird. Let me put Jensen these pictures in here. It's a, it's a car that Letty drives in six. Okay. So here is um, the front of the car. That's a tough one, man. Oh, yeah, it does look like you're absolutely right. And there's the back. Yeah, you, that was a good description. You're well, a thousand you. percent. I I'm agree. learning, and then this is the version that Letty drives. Yes. Yeah, I guess I always thought it was like some that does have a very jack. British, like the one that she's driving has a very British. Like that looks like an Aston Martin, kind of right, like sort of like yeah, a, yeah, like an old Jag, an old Aston Martin. Yeah, has like this weird yeah, yeah, so cool. interesting. No, very cool. I had to go. Look so I never heard chance. of Jensen. I guess I knew you hadn't either. No, I mean like maybe in passing, but it's not like a car company like I think of. Like, I was going through all the English ones, and I was, like, running out of steam, so. No, it's a cool car, though. This well, shout out, Wes. Really Thank cool. you for that. Wes, when you write in next time, if you write in next time, but I hope you do, and I, I'm, I think you will, let us know if, if you knew Jensen or if you only knew Jensen because of the movie. Like, if you're like, oh, what's that car? Looked on the car movie database or whatever, so. Yeah. Cool. So, Wes, I'm going to leave your email open for now. We'll get to your rankings after we do our rankings. Uh, before we get there, though, I think we should do on the streets, which is news about the Fast and Furious, the big one that happened is they renamed Hobbs and Shaw to yeah. Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, which is totally fine. doesn't matter one way or the other. And it's just going to get more butts and seats because people, I'm sure, like, even when we're talking, right, like, we call him The Rock. Like, we don't always call him Hobbs. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, people who have seen all these movies might not know that he's Hobbs, but they know he's The Rock in Fast and Furious, and so if they're like, Fast and Furious, like, who are these, oh, shit, that's The Rock and Jason Statham, like, yeah, of course I'm gonna yeah. go to that, or whatever, so. Exactly. It's just a smart branding move. Yep. I like the idea. It's good. I, I have no complaints Your friend Matt with uh, the cooler, our friend Matt with the cooler, uh, thought it was kind of dumb. That was, you know, it, I can see why he would think it's dumb, but at the same time... You can just call it Hobbs and Shaw. It's not like we're gonna change what we call it. Exactly, and... I just think that, like, it's going to get more people in seats, which means they're going to make more of these movies, and so I'm totally down for... It's a branding thing that they did in English, but it's for maybe non-English-speaking countries, because, like, if they called it, like, Hobbs and Shaw, and then it became, like, two wacky fast guys, you know, like how they translate some of these movies, Yep. if they call it The Fast and Furious Presents, then you have to put that in the beginning, 
And then it's like, oh, Fast and Furious, like, we know what that is. And I also think it specifically caters to the people who just, I'm sure these people still exist, go to a movie theater on a Friday or Saturday and just, like, what's playing, and then they see Fast and Furious Presents, and like, oh, that. You know what I mean? So Exactly. The only other news that I have in terms of the, this feels like the news every time we do an episode, just checking out The Rock's Instagram, uh, he called himself Dwanta, which is like Dwayne Santa. <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. Which is his workout, which is great. Uh, he posted a picture of himself, like, just flexing from behind. He said 257 pounds, dialed in at 257 pounds. And just like, he just, it's, he's, he's next level human. And then he also said, uh, in terms of Hobbs and Shaw, what Idris Elba is doing, he's creating an icon. So I am so excited for that. Cool. We love him. We love The Wire. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait for this. It's gonna, it's, I, I, I don't know what else, like, I haven't really done a lot of research in terms, like, I used I to do. I don't want to. No, I'm, I'm saying bigger than just this movie. Like, I used to put together a list, like, when I do my best movies of the year, best TV shows of the year, or favorites, or whatever, yeah. which you can go check out. If you want to check those out, go to cavesclub.me. They're up now by January 1st. Or if they're not up now, they'll be up soon. I used to put together, like, a list of, like, my 10 most anticipated movies of the year. And I feel like as time gone on, has gone on, like, things get delayed or whatever, and I just sort of, I kind of just, like, flow with it, and just whatever's coming out, I, you know... That's yeah, because you can't anticipate with... it because it gets pushed back. And then it, it was at this mu- movie festival. I understand, but I don't know. I can't think of another movie that's coming out next year that I'm gonna be more excited to see. Which I also hope doesn't. I, I yeah, hope I'm not overhyping it. it. You know what I mean? But yeah, don't get too excited for it. Um, let me just take a, a real bit. quick look at what's coming out next year that I'm excited All for. All the fucking Marvel ones. Captain Marvel really excited for Avengers, Endgame, Star Wars yep. Episode Nine, Toy Story Four now with Keanu Reeves and also Keanu Peele. Oh, Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Glass, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Wonder... Oh, Dark Phoenix, oh, yeah, yeah. movie. I didn't know that Glass was going to be a third part of Unbreakable and Split. Split. Yep. I didn't know that it's like a trilogy, like a loose trilogy. You know what I mean? Yep. I had no idea that that's how it worked. So I need to go rewatch Unbreakable and Split first before that comes out, but I'm I think it's coming out in January. I think it's very soon. Yeah, it's very new soon. New Spider-Man movie, really new Mutants X-Men movie, the live-action Lion King, It Chapter 2... John Wick 3 I'm really looking forward to. Shazam looks great. Live action Dumbo. The new Godzilla movie, which I know Resident Story Mike Manzi is super excited for. Lego Movie 2. Joker. Like, all these are just sequels, but like, they're all the sequels to movies that I really like. Oh, Jordan yeah. Peele's movie Us. Oh, yeah. I heard this is pretty good. Everybody's Trailer just came out. Yeah. Live action Aladdin. Pokemon Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, which... Oh, yeah. That looked awesome, too. Damn yeah. It. Yeah. Frozen 2. Lots of cool Zombieland movies. 2. I'm just looking now on Letterboxd, our favorite Letterboxd where Hobbs and Shaw ranks. I don't know, I don't even know if people, but people should be looking forward to it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, also, Happy Death Day to you, which I don't know if anybody out there likes horror movies, but the first Happy Death Day was rated PG-13, I was just like, this isn't going to be good. And I, I saw it in theaters and I really, 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 really liked it. And then I've seen it probably five or six times since and I love that movie. Happy Death Day is just so wonderful. Uh, plus, you know, the star is from uh, La La Land. Very, very tiny role. But yes. Any other on-the-streets news that you have in terms no, of... No, no, no. I think that I, that was that's pretty much the main one. Yeah. We can dive back in when we get uh, Mike for the ride-along. All right, which will be in two weeks for episode one, lap three, The Fast and the Furious. Okay, so now we have two things left to do, Joe. We have the questions to answer and our re-rankings. What do you want to do first? Let's do the questions to answer and we'll finish with the rankings. Questions to answer. Okay, here we go. Okay. So these are the questions that we ask all of our guests, but we never really answer them ourselves. So first up here, Joe, are you a Mia or are you a Letty? I wrote down, I think when we did our Tobin and Mia, our Tobin and Eisen, hello, Tobin and Mia. I can't believe that we had Mia on the podcast already. Tobin and Eisen episode, I wrote down, just like Tobin, I'm a Mia who wants to be a Letty. But Joe, are you a Mia or are you a Letty? I don't think that I'm, I'm genuinely caring enough to be Mia. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm like, I, I would be a little bit more like loyal and forgetful. Uh-huh. And less genuinely caring. So there's a higher chance that you would have amnesia and forget everybody. Yeah, and be like totally okay with that until they came to try to find me. Yeah. And be like, oh yeah, this is my new life now. That'd be cool. This is how <laughs> I live now. Yeah. This so is just how I live. So not in like the toughness way, but in like the the core personality. You're a Letty by default. You are a Letty. Yeah. That's basically because because you're I not can't a Mia. be Mia. Yeah. Essentially. I already know the answer to this. Are you a Roman or are you a Tej? I'm Roman. Yeah, of course you are. And I would say that I'm Tej just because I'm not Roman, but... Because you're not Roman, and you do all the technical shit for everything here. Yeah. I also don't think that two, a podcast could really survive with two Romans. Maybe you can. I don't know. I don't, And I think two Tejs would be real boring. <laughs> I mean, like, in the grand, in the in the philosophical Tej, you Truly. know? like Yes. Yeah. 
Are you a Deckard or an Owen? Deckard, Jason Statham, Owen, Luke Evans. I think Deckard because I'm I'm an older sibling, and I kind of have the like you know somebody was like take your little brother with you, I'd be like oh fuck yeah. I think I probably for that reason too I would I would go Deckard. Plus I just feel like considering how much time we spent with these movies, it's hard to really say where because we just don't know Owen as well. Like he's really kind of one dimensional, right? Like I I kind of wish that he comes back especially in Hobbs and Shaw or whatever, but we just know Deckard so much better, and I think he's more of a fully fleshed-out character where you can identify yourself more in him, right? So Yeah, exactly. Uh, we both know the answer to this already. American Muscle or Imports. I'm an American Muscle. You are Imports. I like Imports, yeah. I do. I mean, not that I don't like American Muscle. I just I just like think Imports are more interesting to me. Yeah. Not that this is like my dream, dream car, but like if I suddenly was like, oh, I'm going to go buy like a $75,000 car, like I wouldn't buy like a... A WRX or whatever, I would go buy like a cool charger or something like that. So American muscle for me. Corona or Belgian ale? Um, I would honestly have to say like the Belgian ale, just because we drink a ton of craft beer. Yeah. Um, but I'm not above drink. Like I have a case of Bud Light in my house at all times. Yeah. Like I'm there's there's no beer that's not good enough for me. But usually, like when I go to a bar, I usually go to beer bars and I order wacky beers. That's what I'm saying. True. And I send you, like, I just sent you a, a picture of my flight today. I, I don't know. We talked about, you know, we talked about the, the monks and, like, the Belgian ales. We were talking about that when we talked to Austin and, like... Yeah. You know, I'm sure that I've had Belgian ales. I'm sure that I've liked them. But in terms of this, like, I just got to go Corona. Like, I don't have a case of Belgian ale in my fridge. Like, I have Corona in my fridge because Very of this fair. podcast, so... I was I was going for the idea of Belgium, Belgian ale. Yes. You know what I, I mean? Like, yep. the... Are you a racer or are you a designer? I'm a tinker. I'm a researcher. I want to know all the ins and outs of something. I want to play with it. I want to make the best version of whatever I have with every yep. goofy accessory. So I'm a designer. As much as I would like to be a racer, I just think that I'm better in the making sure things happen smoothly. And so I also would be a designer in that regard. Yeah, makes sense. If you won $10 million, would you bet it all on black or stole $10 million? Would you bet it all on black or red? I think you've actually answered this question before. I said this, and I'll repeat it. Oh, yeah, you, I, this is the one you alternate, I, right? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. We could do this episode, and I could be like, oh, yeah, I would definitely pick red. And then, like, the next day you'd ask me, and I'd be like, black. And you'd be like, you said red yesterday. I'd be like, I'm, no, it's just Gemini nature. Like, that's just how my brain works. So I'm going to put in there just both colors, so because you're the only one with that, but that you are special because you are a co-host. And I'm going to put black just because I always call tails. Tails never fails, and bet it all on black. That just, you know, it's just like, fair. it's all it's all at the chance anyway, just one less thing for me to think about. Sort of in that regard, kind of like, you know, Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg, they have the same outfit every day. You know, yeah. it's just the, the jeans and the hoodie or whatever. Just one less thing to think about. Joe, if you were chasing down a plane, would you rather, or if you had to get your car into or out of a plane, would you rather try to drive into it before it takes off, or jump it out of it, or be forced out, depending on your your preference, before, you know, trying to, you know, parachute down to a mountain, into or out of a plane? (laughs) This is such a hard one, because I feel like, I can't tell which ones, I would pick the least dangerous one, okay, that's what what I want to do, and I feel like... Jumping your car into a plane would actually be least dangerous because, like, I'm kind of in control of it, right? It's not like falling out of the plane where, like, I don't know where the fuck the car is going, like, even with GPS or whatever. Yeah, and, like, I feel like if things are going wrong, you just stop. That, You're on the but ground. I also feel like the act of, like, you trying to jump a car onto a plane means that plane is going down. You know what I mean? Like something True. is happening. Like you're not like driving a like you're not driving a car onto a moving plane because like the plane's like really cool and you just want to see the inside of it. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's a lot you could fuck up with the plane. I would still say into the plane. I like I would like I would like to be in control enough to drive into the plane. And it's less height. It's less height than falling out of a plane. If you're driving into a plane, like something's going on in the plane, you're probably gonna have to like parachute out. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not like you're gonna hijack the plane. I'd rather parachute out of the plane than have to drive out of the plane in a car. So you're saying into a plane. I'm gonna say, God, it's tough. I couldn't do either, but I could do either. If the car is fitted with a parachute That's GPS that has track. GPS tracked, you basically just need to like have the courage to get out. Or if you don't, you just get shot at, right? And there's nothing to do in the sky. Yeah. You just like deploy the parachute at the right time. And everything's good from yeah. there. Just in terms of the, the where these fall in the movies, in terms of six and seven, yeah, I'm gonna say out of a plane. In movie, in movie land, it's safer. In real world, I don't know which one's safer. Is what my brain was torn up. I mean, they're off. both fucking dangerous as hell, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Okay. Joe, is oil one syllable or two syllables? Oil. One. And I gotta go two. Would you rather be saved from a death in a fiery explosion 
or from an icy water, just like Roman at the end of eight. I could deal with the fire. I don't want to be wet and cold. You're I could never fire explosion. I, no, I'd, maybe I'd rather be saved from the water because, like, I don't ever want to be wet and cold. Okay. Like, I hate being wet. I hate the rain. I hate snow. I hate cold. Like, the fire is like a burbuck. Of like a barbecue. What? From what I've heard, dying in water, like like freezing to death, is actually a very peaceful, tranquil death. Yeah, yeah, it's really because quick. your your body just slowly shuts down. Whereas yeah. being burned alive uh, is miserable. From what I've been told, I wasn't thinking you were going to die in either. Because like in Fast and the Furious terms, you're just like getting saved from one. So it's like you either save yourself from one, or you don't yes. have to do the other. It's one. It's a difficult <laughs> question. I just feel like. If there's a 99% chance you're being rescued versus the 1% chance that, like, they can't save you, I I want to be saved from the fiery explosion, because I feel like if I have to die in one of these ways, I'd rather die in the icy water, so I'm going to take my chances there. So just save me, like, make sure that I'm saved from the fiery explosion. Yeah, I get it. Godspeed. Okay. No, that's fair. Your question from the last episode, if you had to cause a distraction at an event by singing a karaoke song, what would that song be? Kim, the only one that answered this question so far, said Seal's Kiss from a Rose. When I thought about it when you had said it earlier, the first one that came into my head was More Than a Woman. Okay. And I don't know why, but like that's the song I would sing today. Um, by the Bee Gees. Again, this is Yeah, by the Bee Gees. Again, this is this is something that I don't know like this would change every single day. That was the song when you were just like, What song would you sing? I was like Probably more than a woman, and I don't know why. I don't have any like reasoning for it, but it was the first song that popped into my head. So I'm just going to tell you like the honest truth. That's what it was. I'm trying to think. I think that's a good answer. I'm trying to think if I guess it's about what kind of distraction you want to cause. Because I don't have a great singing voice, but I can sort of like in terms. Oh yeah, of, me neither. In terms of like rock band singing, I can I can sing well in rock band because it's about it's more mathematical. It's about hitting the actual like pitch. pitch. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't sound good, but I can do well there. I can also sort of fake it like Josh Homme, the, the lead singer of the Queens of the Stone Age. I can sort of pass as him. Is the question? Do I want to just put on such a show? That it's so bad that people can't look away. That's why I think that's that was part of my decision of more than a woman because it's like it's it would be like is he really singing like the beat? You know what I mean? Like it would cause like enough of a distraction. That's really it's it's a difficult question. I think that's a good answer because it has to be a song that enough people know. Like it can't just yeah. be like a personal pet song, right? You know what I mean? Like it has no. to be like a you can't pick like your favorite song. Like that's not gonna work. Like you know what I mean? If you have like some like random like alt rock hit hit that you like, it has to be like. A song that everybody knows. Exactly. I'm going to go with, again, just the same sort of reason. It's the song that I put on at bars via touch tunes when I want to just see a reaction. I'm going to put Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. It's a, it's an appropriate one, and that's a really good choice. All I Want for Christmas. So if you're, if you're listening to this, and I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but don't play that at Christmas, because people hear enough of Christmas, but I put it on... On Halloween, in like July, on St. Patrick's Day, and people <laughs> lose their goddamn minds. And Fourth of July too. People aren't ready to hear not only a Christmas song, but like a great Christmas song. And people, there's, there's, so they this, love it. There's, a, there's a wave at the beginning. Like people are like, what? Like when the people hear it, and then like when she starts singing, and like because it picks up so quickly that people just get into it. Have you, have you seen the, um, the John Mulaney, the Silver Dollar Diner? Yes. God, that makes me so happy. Which we did that. So uh, this summer before, so my, my I've talked about on here that my friend got married in Scotland. Uh, he had his bachelor party Memorial Day weekend down the Jersey Shore. It was like this whole long affair. Yeah. I might have even talked about it on here. I but think you did. But on Saturday when we did our bar trek, the biking from bar to bar and drinking at every bar, we played Creedence Clearwater Revival um, Fortunate Son at every bar we went to. And that one bar... We put it on 14 times in a row. It's a two-minute song, so it's not like a, an overly long song. But we exactly. heard rumblings of people being like, why does this keep playing? <laughs> but it was definitely not inspired by John Mulaney. It was more inspired by our British friend, Charlie. We call him British Charlie for obvious reasons. And he just loves Fortunate Son. So when we came over here, we just played it at every bar. I was playing through my Spotify hundred most played songs of the year and that was like very near the top and I was just like I saw the screenshot I'm like oh this this makes absolute sense like this is one of my most played songs of the year because I played it as often as I could for you know for a while so yeah um, yeah makes sense last question Joe okay who's your favorite character in these movies Han that's a good one it has to be Han for me I like that he's so cool he's he's like just oozing coolness 
Yeah. Like, I aspire to be that cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this is a really tough question because... I love everyone. I'm just saying, like... I love everyone. I think he's my favorite. I want to say Brian, but I feel like that's kind of boring just because he's, like... He's who we're supposed to identify with, like, from the beginning, right? Because he's our entry yeah. point of the franchise. I want to say Dom because, you know, I, I, I sort of... In terms of my choices and stuff on here, like I sort of model myself after Dom. In terms of actors, like I was, I was not, mo- I was no. The most excited I've ever been in these movies is when Jason Statham showed up, and I know that he's yeah. a bad guy. And there's all the hashtag Justice for Han stuff, which makes it a sort of a problematic choice. It's not really, but I don't, I don't. He's not been around long enough for him to be my favorite, right? Like it just okay. It's it's your rules, man. I know, I know, I know. And again, the same thing for Hobbs. Like I love Hobbs. But considering he's only there for half the movies, right? Like, it's... So is Han. I know, but Han still feels more core to the franchise as of this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll go Brian. Okay, that's fine. So that was all the questions. Oh, actually, here, before we do our rankings, do you want to do The Saint No Tenth Race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Do you want to save that? No, we save it. Okay, cool. We're going to save it, yeah. So the only thing that we have to do on this episode before we close up shop is, and we are broadcasting live from Tesh's Garage here... Uh, yeah. In Miami, Florida. Sponsored by Olive Garden. Sponsored by Olive Garden. So now, Joe, we have our rankings for this lap. The first lap, I just did my my adjusted favorites for you know yeah, you how did. much I liked you them, know. and you did how much fun you had recording the episodes. So I think yes. you had Fast and Furious four as your number one, just because that was such a, a about face. It was two, but yeah, yeah. But yes, you had, you had a really really high as opposed to being last, you had like number one, number two, whatever, because you just loved the movie or loved, loved talking about it so much because you were so so surprised at how not bad it was for me. Yeah, I thought about this time around like if I wanted to rank them in terms of how much fun I had in these episodes, but like I genuinely had a good time in all of them, and I also Same. feel like it's not fair now that we have guests. Like I feel like maybe next lap where we have the same guest for all of them, it'll be easier to do that. But I feel like if we rank someone... Like, somebody's got to be last, you know what I mean? It'd be like... Yeah, and it's not like yeah. they're the least fun or right. something, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. So my idea was, is like, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking the exact same thing. And, like, I don't want to rank them by the most fun either because I definitely had a lot of fun doing all of them. Yep. I was thinking I'm going to rank them by the most family Which this lap. Yep. So why don't you start at the bottom and work your way up? What's your what's your least family movie? Are you are you doing family too? I'm doing a different one. I'm gonna do I'm gonna go next. So I'm going most family, and this is just generally I'm compiling everything that we use to describe these movies as family. The how much family's in them, how familial is the movie, you know what I mean? Like all of these things combined is what I I came together with to how Love family the movie is. Yep. Number eight. Last Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Okay. Fair. Han's like family, right? But like nobody else is really like Sean's family hates it's a, it's him. It's a foster family. It's a foster family. Like Han's the only family that's holding them together, but he's actually part of the real family anyway. So it's like it's just like a tiny extension yeah. of like our family. Um, second to last, eight. Sure. Family. There's a lot of family and characters, but it's not really familial. And it's Don against the family. And it's Don against the family. So that's why that was there. Number six. Six is Too Fast, Too Furious, um, because you have Roman and Brian, which is kind of family, but that's only two of them. Mm-hmm. And they're really familial, but it's only two of them. You know what I mean? Like, yep. we get a lot more of that later. We got Tej, but he's also sort of separate. Yeah. Number five. Number five is six. What is it? Fast? Fast and Furious six. Fast and Furious six, because we have a lot of family in it, but we lose family. Yeah. That's where we lose Giselle. Han dies at the end. Yeah. That, you have to subtract some family for that. Sure. Number four. Top half. Top half. More family than not. Fast and Furious, number four. Okay. Because we re-family. New. <laughs> what? We, we, we do. We re-family. We re-family. We go from old fam. Like, we go from, what is it? What was the bill of it? No, new engine, same parts? New model, original parts. Okay. New model, original parts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, so like we get some of the family back. We haven't hit like six or, you know, whatever yet, but yep. okay. Third. Seven. Because losing Brian and seeing them be so familial in the movie yeah. makes it really strongly about family. Yeah. And, like, that last scene on the beach, like, that puts it up in the yeah. top three for sure. Your top two are number one and number five, so I'm just just trying to figure out, you know, where, where these fit in. Because seven, seven's super family. Seven's really family. Yeah. Number two is The Fast and the Furious. It's the beginning Oof. of the family. All right. I mean... You can't get... We have everybody, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's the beginning of the family. Like, the first time we see the family, so... Yeah. Which leaves... Fast number five. one, if you did the math, Fast Five. We get a full movie with Han. 
Yeah. We get Tej and Roman back. We add Giselle. We add Rico and Tego. We add Rico and Tego. We got Hobbs and Elena for the first time. Hobbs and Elena for the first time. Letty is is raced into memory. Vince? Vince is still there. Vince doesn't die yet. I think that is the most family of all the movies. I love it. So that's how I did my rankings. Down the line again, Fast Five, Fast and the Furious the first one, um, Furious 7, Fast and Furious number four, the Fast and the Furious 6, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fate of the Furious, and then Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift was last. Cool. That was my rankings. My rankings, I wanted to give a little bit of a special shout out to the people who make this all possible. To our sponsors. Oh my god. And I ranked these in order of how much I appreciated what they paid us to plug, the, okay. plug their products on the show. <laughs> Thank you. So at number eight, KFAM. I don't, uh, I, I'm so glad you kept record of it because, sure. man, I, I just have so many sponsor bags at my house. Yeah. I kind of forget sometimes which one. Number Go eight, ahead. KFAM sponsored the Fast and Furious, our first episode of The Lap. That was more of like a, a charitable donation. You know, we just said, you know, it's important to have. Koreans of this country feel at home, feel like they're part of the family. If they're having family issues, KFAM yeah. is there for you. We did Resources. that out of the kindness of our hearts. Yeah. I don't think this sent us anything, but shout out KFAM number there. Number seven, Furious 7 Kleenex. Appreciated for the movie, but now I just got fucking boxes of tissues everywhere in my house, and I don't know what to do with them all, so shout out Kleenex number uh, it, seven. So the, there's a th- on that note, we bought Q-tips in the 3,000 pack. You know, we bought like 1,000, but we cotton bought them at Costco. So you, co- yeah, cotton swabs. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, three boxes of a 1,000. And, like, I've had those same three boxes for, like, two years, right? Cause it's, like, a 1,000 of them, right? Yeah. Like, you can't go through them that fast. No. Like, Zach's always confused how we we don't use a 1,000. I'm like, who the fuck in your house I don't know. is using Q-tips that quick? Like, he thinks it's, like, a normal thing to go through, like, a box of a 1,000 in a month. That's and crazy. I'm like, How? That's like, crazy. if you use one on each ear, you use two a day. One of the exciting gifts that I asked for for Christmas was refillable stuff around the house. Because I just, like, I just hate spending money on that. So, like, my parents yeah. got me, uh, you know, Tide Pods for the laundry and, you know, dish That's detergent expensive. pods and everything like that. And, like, yeah. I'm looking, I'm like, okay, the Tide Pods thing I have has 54 pods in it. I'm like, I kind of average, on, on on average, like, one a week. So, like, this is going to last me until next Christmas. I'm good for the year. And same thing with the dishwasher. Like, just, like, you know, yeah. I'm not burning through... 3,000 Q-tips or, you know, 54 Tide Pods in a month. Like, I'm just, you know... Yeah, I even have out. a woman living at my house. Like, yeah. And Rachel still doesn't blow through that many Q-tips. No. Okay, sorry. Never mind. I was, that was a little tangent. Number six sponsored our Too Fast, Too Furious episode, Snickers. We ain't hungry no more. <laughs> I love Snickers, but, you know, I just got a box of Snickers that I still, you, you know... You didn't use them for Halloween? I used them for Halloween. I still have so many. There's still so many. <laughs> There's still so many. Number five, okay. uh, Century Safe sponsored Fast Five. Knock on wood... Have not needed to protect my documents yet from natural disaster, from theft. Safe is down in my basement. That'll move. This will move up the list if you have any disasters. I hope not, but I hope yes. I hope not either, there. but I'm just saying. Number four, similar, Samsonite sponsored our Fate of the Furious episode, only because I have used my heavy-duty hardcore briefcase to move. Like, I just used it to bring my Nintendo Nuclear Switch codes. to my parents' house for Christmas for the afternoon. So, uh, you know, codes. it's just instead of a bag, it's just a very nice... I also, I also can pretend, yeah, that it's like, you know, nuclear football, so there we go. Yeah. Number three, top three, sponsored Tokyo Drift, Hostess. Sent us a whole bunch of Twinkies, but also other Hostess products. <laughs> Twinkies alone <laughs> felt it would have been, like, we got a lot of Too Twinkies. Too much. I'm not saying that, but just the diversity that Hostess provided, you know, Devil Dogs, Ding Dongs, Ring Dings, Ho-Hos, what, like, everything, just... Yeah. teeming like Snickers is just Snickers. This is like I was trying to you know figure out which I liked more. You know, Snickers itself might be better than any of those things on Hostess, but the variety that Hostess provided uh, was uh, num- a good was basket. better. Number two, yeah. runner up, Walmart Grocery sponsored Fast and Furious Six because you don't yeah. just pick up Owen Shaw like his groceries. Shout out Walmart Grocery; they have delivered for free uh, my groceries for the last three months since we did that, or whenever we did that. So. <laughs> Uh, since November 20th when we recorded that so shout out they covered Thanksgiving and Christmas for you they sure did Damn. that was one of our you know that was the longest episode we've done so they, they really got their money's worth and number one if you've been doing the math at home British Petroleum sponsored our Fast and Furious number four uh, shout out Liam and Elliot from Britain it's just it's just you know honestly selfishly nice not having to pay for gas anymore that they just covered gas for two years so like you know 
That's cool. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. We just have to wear those damn decals on the car, but sure. I also want to give a shout out to Reach Out Worldwide, uh, Paul Walker's charity, and also yeah. uh, the USPS, who sponsored our mailbag episode. Those, you know, I wasn't really ranking those because they were special and they weren't in yeah, our core eats, but thank you both. And thank you, Olive Garden. And thank you, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're oh, here are Wes's rankings. So Wes ranked them. Number eight, Too Fast, Too Furious. Number seven. Oh, he said, just before I go any further, my new rankings after rewatching most of these movies and listening to your discussion. So we are directly influencing, in a way, okay. Wes's life. Number eight, Too Fast, Too Furious. Number seven, Fast and Furious. Number four. Number six, Fate of the Furious. Number five, Fast and Furious okay. six. Number okay. four, Furious seven. Number three, Tokyo Drift. Number two, yeah. The Fast and the Furious. Number one. And number one... Fast Five. So he has the same top two as you in the same order, different metrics, but Fast Five, Fast and Furious number one, Tokyo Drift, Furious Seven, Fast and Furious Six, Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm really excited to figure out where Hobbs and Shaw is going to rank on all of our lists. Yeah. I have no idea, but I, I think that as we keep watching these, five is just going to keep like edging its way out over and over again. Five is really, really... like Five and six are just both so goddamn good. I know, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your list, Wes. We appreciate it. Thank you, Wes. Uh, you can email in if you want to send in your rankings. If you have not sent in your rankings yet, if you want to update your rankings, family at cageclub.me. Our next episode is in two weeks with resident historian Mike Manzi, co-founder of the Cage Club Podcast Network. He is here to talk about all eight movies this lap, The Fast and the Furious, oh, lap three, episode one, heading back to Southern California, where we all where we meet the buster for the very first time. Um, anything to say before we close up shop, close the garage no. doors here on Tesh's garage? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just still speechless after your rage. <laughs> Sorry, dude. My original idea was to, how much I like Brian in the movies, but I'm like, he's not in three, but three was going to be above eight because he's not in eight at all. But like, he's still alive in three. But I'm like, yeah. this doesn't really. We I can do that. We, we got all the time. We got nothing but time. Nothing but time. But yeah. So <laughs> yeah. shout out all of our sponsors. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to Lap all of our Two. Listeners. Email family at cageclub.net. Go to patreon.com slash twofast2forever. In the new year, we will be doing stickers and t-shirts, so if you want to be the first to get those, uh, sign up, take a couple bucks or whatever, and you can get those sent yep. to you when we make them, which will be very soon in the new year. Uh, go to cageclub.me for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, all 23 shows on our network. You can also find, I just put together, posted yesterday on New Year's Eve, our sort of the, the, the best episodes, the, the best of 2018, I asked the hosts of all 23 shows to pick their favorite episodes of the year, so they're all featured there for you to listen to. So we picked uh, Too Fast, Too Furious from Lap 2, 222, with Brian of the High School Summer Party, because uh, that was a really fun conversation. But they were yes. all great. This, this, this whole year is it, it, this, it was this, this was the hardest choice we made, yeah. I also posted today, or will post soon, my favorite movies of the year and favorite TV shows of the year. So go check those out. And also, you know, just poke around. We released more episodes this year, more podcast episodes this year on our network than in the two and a half years leading up to this year. So there's no there's no stopping dude. down. It is crazy. I think if my math is right, we released like 410 episodes, which is more than one a day, which is bananas to me. But, it's nuts, yeah. you know, go to cageclub.me and just poke around. Facebook.com slash cageclub, facebook.com slash too fast, too forever at Cage Club Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and once again, family at cageclub.me. Happy New Year to you, Joe. We will see you in two weeks. Happy New Year to you, brother. Don't forget to watch CNN. I hope everybody watched you CNN watched last night. If not... Oh, we warned them on the last episode, we did. so... yeah. Okay, we can talk about that next time, I wonder too. if there's got to be, like, a bootleg that somebody, like, you know, posts the next day of, like, the CNN, you know, New Year's countdown, so just... Well, well there's always, like, some kind of, like, horror story that comes out. Like, yeah. you'll never guess what happened yesterday on CNN. Don Lemon got a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, or whatever name got really stoned in that fucking... Yeah, the, yeah, the weed dispensary or whatever, yep. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll be back in two weeks to kick off lap three with The Fast and the Furious right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. That's right. All right. Oh,